Hello, you are very welcome to Boys Podcast, hosted by me, Ashling Tobin, and recorded in the beautiful Paradise Studio. Guys, if you don't already, Bladdy, now he is, of course, tagged in the description of this podcast and in my Instagram bio. Guys, this week I am joined by singer, songwriter, producer, and composer Ailsha. Yes. Am I pronouncing that correctly? You have. You nailed it. Yes. Okay. (laughs) Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. Seriously, guys, like we have just been freaking out because. I was too afraid to ask Ailish to come on last year. And little did I know that she was second dying to come on. I was on. dying to come on to this <laughs> like, show for ages. Like, you've no idea. I was buzzing when you asked me to come on. Like, it's just like, it's mad. It just goes to show, like, you just have to fucking, like, shoot your shot. Like, do you know, I always ask, like, oh, like, this big singer, like, she's not going to want to come on. <laughs> oh, well, no, thank you so much for having me. Like, I'm no, so you're excited. so welcome. Like, um, my questions are, like, so basic, but, like, I really want to, like, I want to ask you loads about your music. Um, so first of all, before we get into it, for anyone who doesn't know, Ailsha was listed as one of the most promising acts by Hot Press Magazine. Mm. Um, and we're <laughs> going to be speaking loads about her music. But before we get into that, I want to ask you, what is your earliest memory of music? God, that's a really good question. Um, <laughs> good Lord. Uh, do you know, I actually think the first thing that comes to mind is going on drives with my parents around the place and I remember I'd just be singing in the back of the car you know just annoying everyone I love that and that's my very first memory which is kind of weird because like you know my dad's a composer my mom's a singer but my first memory of music isn't of them it's of me being annoying and singing loads well it's obviously I mean like um you remember like feelings more so than what like people say and like what kind of circumstances you're in it's what you were feeling yeah so you were obviously it obviously like ignited some kind of flame inside of you that's the thing I was so passionate you know to be singing in the car like that oh yeah that's no I I totally like I totally get that because um not that I fucking sing, but I remember like from a very young age, I would like lock myself in my room and like I had like my little like CD, like I think, do you call it a Walkman where you put the disc in and it's yeah, like. Yeah, yeah, or, or a Discman or was it Walkman? What was the difference? I, I actually them? don't know. I don't know. Like, ages ago. <laughs> I'll remember as soon as like we finished this podcast, but like I can remember like literally like like they're like my earliest memories is like locking myself in my room and just playing all my albums and just like lying on my bedroom floor just listening to them like did you have one of those the cd like um yeah what you call a bag <laughs> cd oh, bag things no where you put you slotted in all your cds i actually didn't uh, but i had this big like I, th- I think it was oh my god and i forgot about this until we were talking about it but it was like this like steel thing which was like tiered and I think it had like it was like oh. looked like a monster or something and then like <laughs> you slot all your CDs into it yeah oh, okay that sounds cool I want a thing that looks like a monster <laughs> yeah. to put CDs and it was into. like blue I think like it was my stepsisters or something and I was like yoink <laughs> like that she had like one CD and I was like come on <laughs> oh my god that's mad I don't know like I feel because the mp3 player came along when I was 12, I think. I think it was probably around a bit before Mm -hmm. that. 
But I remember I only had like the Discman for like a year. Okay, yeah. And then, but then, then it, the MP3 that, player came Then you leveled up. Leveled like, up. Yeah, yeah leveled up. <laughs> Now I don't use either of those. Just the iPhone. <laughs> Just the iPhone. Yeah. And uh, what type of music do you listen to? Um, I grew up listening to mainly heavy metal. Mm-hmm. Um, I Same. was t- no way. Yeah, were you an emo as well? Yeah. Oh my god! No wonder we get on. No, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So totally emo, and then uh, I always liked pop music. I love Britney Spears. Yeah, I loved like all the naughties pop, like Spice Girls mm-hmm. and stuff like that, growing up as well. Um, and then yeah, in recent years, like listening to more kind of progressive metal and indie pop. Okay, you know, yeah. so I suppose just like further variations of what I was already listening to. Yeah. Um, and like what kind of, like I know back in the day, like I was literally like, like it's just randomly like I'd listen to like Bring Me the Horizon. Me and too. Like, <laughs> what was the, the, the Suicide Season album? Oh, yeah, That's yeah, yeah. like, everyone listened to that. I know, like I'd even fucking listen to that now sometimes. Yeah, like, there's a few tunes on that. There really is, like, yeah. <laughs> but even like, you know, thinking back to the way they were and how they are now yeah doing stuff with like an orchestra and stuff I know, like you'd never have thought that back then it's I know crazy. it's insane it's but it's it's actually mad because a lot of people that I know that liked heavy metal music or still do really like classical music as well like I yeah. listen to it going to sleep and stuff like that do so you? it's like yeah so it's like you're almost like um an extremist and everything you kind of like explore every avenue I guess like yeah totally yeah yeah I mean like growing up my household was all like classical and trad Mm -hmm. music so I I, like I suppose like I've grown up listening to a bit of everything yeah but I just always would go back to metal and pop yeah no I totally (laughs) get that like I go through stages well where I listen to pure garbage to be honest with you like I'm going through stages at the moment (laughs) where like all I want to listen to is just like terrible music. Like, That's trash. like I, I, I tell everyone when they're like, what do you listen to? Like, I just kind of feel like saying my music taste is trash. Like, yeah. You know, like, I don't want to show you my playlist. I know. Or, you know, like I hate like picking songs. Uh, like, you know, if you're with a group of people and they're like, oh, pick a song, pick a song. I'm like, I, I, I really would rather not. I know. And it's like <laughs> immediately you have like the monkey with the tambourine like in your head, like literally being like... <laughs> Yeah. And you're like, okay. <laughs> like, what's something that everyone else will like? like yeah. I don't I know. know. Like, literally, it's just like a, a block straight away. It's horrible. I actually, there's one thing that I always put on and it's pretty fucking standard. And like, I never get sick of it. Um, and a, guys, a, a group of guys I met in college actually introduced me to it. Um, but there's like, I don't even know if it's one guy or if it's like a few. I, I don't know. But um, he or they are called Saba. And they have this album called Time Zone. And it's like, honestly, like it's timeless. And like, it's not on Spotify. You can only find it on YouTube. Oh, okay. And it's so fucking good. (laughs) Yeah, no, but like it literally, like I've been listening to it for like 10 years, but it's annoying because I, maybe I'd never get sick of it because I have to pull it up on YouTube. But I don't know. Like, I mean, uh, Saba. Yeah, Saba. Saba, I'm totally going to check that out. But there's, there's a reason why, you know, you think it's timeless, like, you know. Yeah, no, so I just love it. Like, it's so good. And like, at what age, um, sorry, we're getting so sidetracked. <laughs> but, um, but what age did you start creating your own music? I started, um, I was 11 mm-hmm. and my dad had a, a Shomra 
where he kept the studio yeah. uh, for his own work. And he used to have me in and he showed me how to use the software at 11. Mm. And so he'd leave me to my own devices when he had a day off and I'd just make these soundtrack kind of movie classical oh pieces God. of music. Um, and yeah, that that's how it all kind of started. But I just, I had a knack for... Like I learned production so fast when wow, I was young. Okay, yeah, just um, a natural ability and understanding. I don't know how, you know, but like, yeah, I just, that was like, I felt like I was more gifted at that than like playing any instrument, if that makes sense okay, yeah. at the time. Um, you just got it. Yeah, yeah I, I felt okay. like it was my thing, you yeah, know. Yeah, I know, I, I totally was small. understand that, yeah. So yeah, that was, um, that was when I started. And then I only started writing actual songs when I was about 13. Okay. Um, and then I stopped doing that for years and went back more into the composition kind of stuff. And then through the first lockdown was when I started writing songs again. And I was okay. like, okay, I'm going to give the artist thing a shot. Yeah. Um, and then the first song came out a year ago. So Okay, well then let's get straight into it. Um, F-Boy was the first song, right? That was the first song. Okay, so, <laughs> and for anyone who doesn't know, F-Boy was number one in the Irish iTunes charts. Fuck me through it. <laughs> and do you do you mm. call do you just say F boy or does anyone call it fuck boy? So it was initially fuck boy. Yeah. Um, you know, but But to, you can't say that. You can't <laughs> yeah. say that. And you know, I, I wasn't gonna send it around to radio at all. Cause like like even like as as F boy, because I was just like, well, they're not gonna play it. Like it opens with I fell for a fuck boy. And even like when, you know, the fuck is like, you know, what you call it, hoovered out. Yeah. You can still tell what it is. Yeah, because yeah, it just, it doesn't go beep. It just goes, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, <laughs> yeah, so um, that came out last May. Um, but yeah, the original version I'd written just before the pandemic happened. Okay. Um, just on the guitar. Mm-hmm. I'd had a failed dating experience. Okay. And it was, it was more to do with all my anxieties at the time about where I was going in life yeah. more so than the failed dating experience. Okay. You know, I was just kind of like, am I ever going to get to where I want to be? Will I ever get a job? Will I ever be able to rent somewhere yeah. away from home? Cause I'd mm-hmm. moved back to living with my parents at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it just escalated into this song that people enjoyed. And then it became a, bubblegum pop song yeah because it's so <laughs> fucking relatable like I literally like I, it's like so stuck in my head now as well because I'm like <laughs> like I like the lyrics that she speak to me and like I'm sure like they do with so many other people as well like well the the proof is in the pudding because it's obviously been very successful <laughs> um I was like I've these thoughts have gone through my head and I felt those kind of things and like had that kind of anxiety and like it brought me to like lying in bed, like staring at the ceiling, being like, oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the thing. It's just, and I think, especially, you know, life in your 20s, it's all full of uncertainty, mm-hmm. you know, with everything. And like, I just wanted to write a song that was more about that and about these racing thoughts. And then when it came to the production of it, I wanted, you know, it to sound anxious and just very yeah. fast and upbeat and just mm-hmm. highlight how unstable the lyrical content is in it yeah if of that course makes sense. yeah but um yeah and tell it. me about as this is a dating podcast tell me about the negative dating experience was it just oh one or was it like a string of like really bad luck um 
it was one person in particular, and I won't give too much away okay. about, because he's not aware <laughs> that he inspired this song. Okay, um, yeah. But uh, yeah, we we dated for a few weeks. You know, it was mm-hmm. nothing major. Um, yeah, sometimes those hurt more than the other ones, though, funny enough. I think that's what it was. I think it caught me off guard because initially I was like, I don't know if I'm really going to develop feelings for this person because he was a friend. Yeah, okay. Um, and I think he felt the same. And then suddenly it started to kind of escalate. And then it just ended very abruptly. But okay. I wasn't so much upset about losing what that became mm-hmm. I was just very like how does like how can you go from being like I am not going to develop feelings for someone at all to suddenly like oh my god like I have this yeah. really strong feeling um wow okay but it was weird but I think for the whole time that we well the whole time like the three weeks <laughs> that we were seeing each other um I was kind of convinced that he had his eye on someone else and so I felt, you know, uncertain easy, yeah. the whole time. Mm-hmm. And uh, this person, this girl who he had his eyes on was mm-hmm. kind of a friend of mine. Okay. And then like less than a month after that ended, they were together. And okay, it yeah. was just, yeah, just, it just, it, it ignited all these uncertain feelings. And I just felt so confused by it. Yeah. If that makes sense. No, I totally get so, that. Yeah, it was a weird one, like it's, a weird experience. It's mad the way, like, sometimes your gut just knows, like, you can't pinpoint, like, why you're uh, feeling a certain way, but, like, you just feel uneasy and you're like, I just feel, like, do you ever feel like, like a holiday is going to go diabolically wrong and then it does and you're like, there was no tangible reason that would lead me to believe that that was going to go the way it did, but somehow I just knew. Like, yeah, I think it like, you know, when people do say trust your gut. Yeah, yeah. It was just one of those cases. Uh-huh. And yeah, I, I've stuck to that kind of like trusting the gut feeling ever since yeah. that. Um, but yeah, it just taught me an awful lot about expectations in dating, I suppose. No, if that absolutely. Makes sense. Mm. And it's funny because like I find like whenever you're with people who are like the right people like you're you're in like a relationship now like it's, I am. Yes. it's like I'm sure you never had any of those feelings like or those kind of fears no no no, no. <laughs> but like there's such a contrast like when you're in a relationship and you feel safe and secure and happy and you're able to be who you are and you're heard yeah do you know mm-hmm. in comparison to you know the fuck boy yeah <laughs> you know, absolutely just yeah. all these like what's going on like I thought I didn't like you now I do but I think you like someone else and like you know yeah. all this that kind awful. of anxiety it's yeah. like it's like um I said this before on the podcast like um a, like a good few episodes back I was seeing somebody and um I constantly felt uneasy to be honest with you um and I knew that he was still in love with an ex oh. and the day that he messaged me to be like you know, I'm like getting back together with my ex or whatever. Um, he, yeah, I literally like picked up my phone. I was like, no, that's it. I actually have to text him and be like, what's the story here? And as I picked up my phone, I saw that he was typing and I was like, I know what this is. <laughs> I was oh like, my I motherfucking know what this is. No. But like, I, <laughs> do you know what? He done me like such, like such a favor because I'm, I'm always like entrusting that like when, like things happen as they're meant to. And I'm like, all the listeners in this podcast will know. I was talking about last week how 
the person I met in Bulgaria, like they were coming over and all yeah. this. And that all happened like just before, or well, maybe a couple of weeks before I went to Bulgaria. But if I had still been kind of texting that dude or whatever, like I'm very, if I'm seeing somebody, I don't really stray outside of them. So I'm like that as well. Yeah, I, Like I'm very, like very grateful that I wasn't still just being like in this kind of uneasy place of not knowing where I stood with somebody who I was totally not suited to and probably was just maybe sicking with because they were fucking me around and like somehow that does keep you interested d- like it's the the term the breadcrumbing I bread think crumbing. that's what it is yeah yeah, it? yeah yeah it's shocking yeah like yeah I don't know why that keeps people lured in but it does it's I think evil. it's like I think it's because in a way they're sort of like putting themselves like above you like they're kind of yeah. like like I'm better than you and like and you kind of just like believe people I don't know or like it's just the chase like I, I'm i not a psychologist but there is definitely something to it yeah um yeah <laughs> yeah it's it's weird I like the chase like I I've never played games you know yeah personally same. and yeah. it's just it's it's nice now to recognize when people would be playing like you I know, know games. yeah whereas yeah and what a true fucking connection is. Cause like when it's, yeah. when you meet when you meet somebody somebody with a true connection, like you just like them and that's it. Like it doesn't really like it doesn't come down to like an irrational ick or like something they said or <laughs> like nothing can really like it's unwavering, do you know? Yeah. You're just like you just like them. Like that's the end of it. Like it's not, it doesn't come down to petty things or like if they don't text you, you're not thinking, <gasps> like did I say something in that text message that's or like the thing. Yeah. that's the thing and I think that's quite a normal like reaction when, when you're seeing someone who isn't giving you you know the, the good feelings you know like yeah. it's normal to kind of react that way to like when they don't reply to you for I a know. few hours or something but it's yeah it's a feeling that I don't miss now that I'm I'm happy now <laughs> yeah in your sturdy thing yeah. yeah absolutely yeah yeah it was actually so funny because like over the over the weekend, actually, um, two people who I've spoken about on this podcast, but like I don't speak about people like ex- explicitly. Is that the right word? I think I, so. I, yeah. I, yeah, I'm just very like airy fairy and like I'll kind of give them very broad nicknames, not make it obvious at all. It's more about like me, to be honest with you. I'm like, I learned this and this is how to handle this and blah, blah, blah. While the the guy who flew over from Wales is over at the weekend um. I saw two people that like I has given me so much content for this podcast. Oh my god. One was in one of the places where we were out. And the other one, because I went to meet him at the airport, the other one was in the airport. Oh my god. Because he's a pilot. And like, this is so dumb, right? But I literally um I saw like pilot boy I called him on the podcast but um I saw him in the airport and um, I was like whoa I like kind of like ran into Starbucks and I was like oh phew like forgetting that we're in the same space and then like circled around and then when I was like thank god that's over like walked out was like even closer to him because like it's so stupid like of course he was still gonna be there I was like ah yeah, like ran away I was like oh no oh that's amazing <laughs> know, yeah. pilot boy Oh, that's brilliant. I need to start calling, you know, people, you know, code names. Yeah, code names. Um, Okay, so how would you describe like your your dating life, I guess, up until Mm. before before you you met your boyfriend? Like, Um, that's a very good question. 
ups and downs. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I suppose I've had lovely relationships mm-hmm. with my exes. Um, I don't have a whole lot of bad stuff to say about them. I'm friends yeah. with all of them. That's amazing. That says a lot about your character, to be honest, because honestly, I think it like shows a lot of emotional um, maturity because like when you hear other people kind of like um, almost diminishing somebody's entire like character down to like how they were in that relationship or that interaction yeah. or like something they're not happy with. And it's like, there's more to that person and it's unfair to just like, blast somebody and it doesn't do anything it doesn't do any good for the person's mental health who's like they did this that whatever it's like you gotta like but it's like holding on to that kind of resentment is is so negative yeah you know for for you more so than you know if if you you know your ex or whatever absolutely yeah so it's yeah I mean now that said there is one ex who I won't talk to because okay. he he went and did a whole like smear campaign t- like when we were teenagers. Oh my you know? god! Okay. But he's just someone who it was just so nasty really? and so cruel and unnecessary, and it all came down to a lack of communication. And um, you know, I I tried to reach out, like you know, for a few years afterwards, just being like, look, like I'm really sorry that I hurt you and that you were upset and everything mm-hmm. and. Uh, he never ever replied. I just kept hearing from other people that he was still going and kind of blacklisting me. Um, wow. Okay. And I, I, I eventually kind of realized that I actually hadn't been the problem. Okay. Yeah. Whereas I was really made to feel the whole time that I was. Okay. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I think there's there's a difference there when someone just refuses to, mm-hmm. you know, that that's I suppose that's a case of someone not hearing you. Yeah, of course. And just yeah. being like, oh, well, they're a fucking bitch because like they left me and like, you know, they yeah. did this and that and, you know. But no, other than that, <laughs> I mean, that was, I think, over a decade ago. He just like needed like something to focus that kind of anger, like anger on or whatever. And I like, think so. I'll, I'll never really understand it, to be honest yeah, with you. I wish I did. But um, no, sure, he probably didn't even know himself what he was doing no. to that type of way. Yeah, no, that's the thing. Um, And then... uh. Yeah, in terms of dating life, um, I've been on dates. <laughs> they were okay. <laughs> they were, um, I've I've made a lot of friends like through going yeah. on dates, um, and there have been some strange ones. And yeah, but I wouldn't say like you know it was ever turbulent. I think it was just full of learning and yeah, you know. But yeah, it's it's been that's a good class. dating life. <laughs> that's I think that's a really good way to look at it. I would be the same. Like, I feel like like despite even being hurt in like certain situations or whatever, like you can learn so much from people, and you learn so much from like feeling shit as well, and kind of being in those situations, like being heartbroken. Um, like I hate to say it, but like even a lot of my growth and a lot of like a lot of my heartbreaks actually led me on to doing like bigger things. Uh, And like, I hate to give some of those people credit, but like there was one guy that I was dating who I nicknamed Skulls Boy, mm. who had a scholarship (laughs) in Trinity. And um, I started my master's like two years ago. And at this point, I mean, I had just been living with like five architects. Um, I moved house into a a group of girls who lived down the road. Shout out to Michelle, Anya, Nemer, <laughs> and Ashling. <laughs> but they were like, um, 
they were all like, you know, really like doing really well in their careers and like very successful. And, you know, the guys, like my my guy friends, all architects as well. And I was just like, I want to do more. Like I want to like do better. Like I like want to do better at my job and like research how to upskill. And like I was dating him then who was like, just like an overachiever. Okay. And then when it, I remember like I used to kind of like, um, my full schedule would revolve around him. And like when he was free, because he was always so busy, like and I would meet him at places and he couldn't drink much because he had stuff to do the next day. And I remember when I came out of that, I was like, I'm so hurt because like I lost this person who I really looked up to and admired and wished I was like. But really, like, it's because I want those things for myself. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. And then I researched how to upscale and I came across the masters and I was like, do you know what? Like, I can fucking do that masters. And that's how me and the gorgeous Michaela met. (gasps) Oh, my God. (laughs) Shout out, Michaela. Yeah. And that's how we're talking today. So, and just for for anyone listening, um, Michaela is the girl who came on the podcast for the X episode. That was a brilliant episode. That is my favourite episode. That is the funniest episode. Funny, Like Michaela and I would often talk about, you know, (coughs) the ick. And I think, like, when did it even become called the ick? I know, it's like... But we all understand it. I think we've all experienced it at some point. (coughs) I was actually... Poor thing. uh, Yeah, no, I don't worry. I don't have the Rana. Um, (laughs) I, like, sessioned all weekend. (laughs) With your man from Wales. And um, yeah, I hadn't drank in like such a long time. And my immune system is like, hey, you usually eat vegetables. Like, why are you dehydrated? I, I'm them? actually the same as you. Like, I went to a three-day wedding at the weekend. And oh, I just, wow. I've kind of been dying since. Just the exhaustion. Oh, no. <laughs> so, yeah. The runner. The runner. I know. I was like. Like at one point I was almost like I was so tired I was like I fucking wouldn't mind having the other on and like staying in this bed and I was like no Ashley you would hate that like the first time was bad enough like okay um the disaster song yes talk me through the inspiration for it so I was in a relationship with someone a very good friend of mine now um but at the time I was just realizing that we were actually disastrous. Like mm-hmm. our, like life became really disastrous when we were with each other. Yeah. You know, we just, we knew how to trigger each other's buttons way too easily. Yeah. Um, we'd moved in together very quickly. Yeah. And yeah, it's just about accepting that we weren't right for each other, yeah. but kind of making it a bit like, I suppose at the time when that breakup had happened, I was in the process of really finding out who I was Mm -hmm. and I wanted it to kind of reflect my happiness about being like, I can be on my own. It's okay. It's fine. Uh Um, But I wanted to make it a bit sassy. Yeah. uh, Yeah. You know, but yeah, that, that was the inspiration. Like, I just remember like it came to me just in my head. I was like, life is a disaster when I'm with you. Yeah. And I just turned it all into a song. Yeah, no, like, again, like, that song fucking spoke to me because I too had, like, literally what you just described. Like, oh, really? yeah, and, like, I was, I mean, like, thank God I am no longer with that person. But, I mean, I was madly in love with that man. Like, I would have, 
no joke I would have died for that man like if so yeah. if a gun man came well I can't say that for sure I don't have a crystal ball but like <laughs> like I honestly used to just look at him and be like if a gun man came in here and one of us had to go I would go for you I oh love you like gosh. literally I was like googly eyed like honestly like but we were together <laughs> for a couple of years um and we spent like literally like I can remember at one point so like we would be in each other's houses like um like every night of the week um except for maybe one night or if one of us went home for the weekend and when he would finish work if he was working late like when he would come out of work he'd ring me and we'd talk on the phone while he was on the bus then I'd walk towards him and then we'd hang up and then like we'd kiss or whatever and walk back to the house like we were literally like inseparable (laughs) yeah but should not have been together like it was so toxic that, that's the thing yeah like just yeah you toxic. can you can love someone but not be suited to each other like that's just clash. It. Like, like with this person I had everything in common with them like okay. I really did but I think we were too alike that okay. we just set off each other's fire way too easily wow you know okay and how long were you together less than a year <laughs> But a year was enough. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I actually couldn't believe it. And, you know, even friends to this day, they're like, I can't believe that was like the length of time that you guys were together. Like, it felt like a lot longer. But yeah. to us, it felt longer as well. You know, yeah. but yeah, it just wasn't right. But if you guys were like, like, like stuck at the hip, I mean, like it's gone. Because it's like unnatural to spend that much time with somebody so quickly as that's well. That's the thing. Yeah. That's, that's what it was. It was just, it just. What, you, what what are they called? Tinderbox relationships. Is that what I've oh, heard? I have no idea. Of that. Um, I think that was, there's a book that I read around the time of that breakup called The Unexpected Joy of Being Single. Mm-hmm. I'd highly recommend it to anybody. It okay. changed my life. Wow, um, okay. But she referred to relationships that move too quickly like that as tinderbox relationships. Okay. Um, so yeah, they just go up in flames. Wow. It's yeah. like they crumble as quickly as they <laughs> rise or exactly, whatever. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah. Watch I guess out for those. it's like <laughs> I, I guess it's like it's unnatural for like something to happen that quick. So it's like if it's not happening for the right reasons, then why is it happening? Exactly. Yeah. That's it. So yeah, I've I've it taught me not to move so fast okay. going forward. Because yeah. I think in the past. I'd gotten like I'm a very kind of romantic person yeah. and I'd just gotten so caught up like I, I used yeah. to get caught up in you know the initial uh, honeymoon phase and kind of overlook red flags entirely yeah you know even in myself mm-hmm. I was just like you know I, I was compromising who I was and how I felt about things yeah to be with this person I became fixated I get on, that you know yeah but, yeah <laughs> it's mad so with like your first couple of songs, um, like being kind of based around like negative kind of relationships and dating experiences, mm. um, what's your music going to be like moving forward? Is it going to adapt with how you're feeling inside? Like, is it going to be love songs or? There, there actually is a love song on the way. There's two Yay! love songs on the way, in fact. <laughs> Um, (laughs) But there's still going to be all, all, you know, the sassy ones and I'm still going to write about the things I experience. And um, like with my songs, I like to make all of them into a bit of a joke. Okay. You know, like 
Yeah, it's like serious, but not serious, kind of like it's kind of lighthearted, but like you're it's it just sounding a bit of yeah. crack, you know, because I think, you know, I, I'm not a lyric kind of person at all. Like mm-hmm. lyrics are usually what I do last. Yeah. So I always um, like I, I could never sit down and write a song that was dead serious because I, I can't yeah. take myself seriously, like writing, yeah, you know, like, like your hair is like yeah. the stars, and <laughs> yeah. you know, like I, I just can't do that stuff. No, it I totally has get to be that. like a joke or, you know, a dig at you know, soft boys or something like yeah, that. Yeah, no, I, that, that makes total sense. And I guess moving on to the fact that you're first and foremost a composer. Yeah. yeah. And you're a composer for uh, Big Brother, the game. Yeah. Yeah. Tell me about that. Like, what what is that? Because I don't know what that is. So it's um, Big Brother, the TV show. Mm-hmm. Favourite, Stan. It's, it's mad. It's coming back to the UK, apparently. What? Soon, yeah. I saw <gasps> it on the news like the other day. Um, but they demolished is... the house. Did they demolish the house? Yeah, they, I'm like, why did they demolish the Big Brother house? Like, I would have done anything to go into that motherfucking house. Would you have gone in? Yeah, like, oh my God. <laughs> to see where Gemma Collins, like, done like the whole, I'm claustrophobic, Darren. Like, people like literally stand Big Brother. Like, people yeah. would have like... It's iconic though. Yeah, like, and just what was the other girl's name? Um, Who, uh, was her name Nikki or... Oh. She recently, she died of, um, I think she died of anorexia. I think her name was Nikki. Nikki. Nikki Graham. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's like, she, yeah. like she was iconic in Big Brother. Like, there's so many, like David's dead... David actually is dead now. I shouldn't say that, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there were a lot of just icons. Yeah, because it's Big like Brother. it was just such a like extraordinary like concept to get these massive celebrities and like such a mix of people, and they were so smart in how they put them together. Yeah. And I know at one stage of Big Brother as well. I don't think that they could do what they did back then, but they would purposely keep them awake for a very long period of time to make them more irritated. Wow. Yeah. So oh, that's awful. Yeah, that's why it got so explosive because wow. they'd done things like uh, they'd keep them awake for longer, had really annoying noises and some of the challenges. So like you would have somebody with like two hours sleep with this horrible noise going off in the morning that wouldn't turn off. Then you've other personalities like going crazy or you have somebody like Nikki Graham in there who was like yes iconic but I'm sure that was hard to live with yeah so they're really intelligent how they put people together to create incredible reality tv but um as far as um it being ethical yeah (laughs) I don't know I had no idea about that yeah 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 but um I'm surprised to bring it back I'm sure they can't bring it back how they did because I know that people are now like aware of like, you know, like it's a trope for reality TV, but people are aware of how bad it was. I'm sure some of the contestants spoke out. Yeah. So it'd be I'd interesting. So. I had no idea about any of that yeah, stuff. That's yeah. crazy. I was like a huge Big Brother fan. Like I used to watch no it when it was like live on TV when I was sick as a little kid. Like God, you, you should check out the game. Yeah, so it sorry. Is, it is actually like, yeah. it's literally like a Big Brother at the show. Oh my God. And like you can watch like you know your friends play it like as though you're watching Big Brother it's oh, wow. kind of the same thing okay so tell us tell mm. us about um tell us about your job as a composer for it and yeah. also tell us about the game okay so um <laughs> my nine to five is uh I yeah I compose I compose music for the game um so we're in the second season of the game and um 
we have released four tiers. So like every, since it's launched in December, there's like been a different tier kind of nearly every month kind of thing okay. uh, with a different theme. So okay. my music has to change for each theme, okay, you know, so yeah. like the first one was steampunk. So I had to do steampunky kind of Victorian music. One of the the games in it was um, you had to be on a rodeo cow. So I had to do like a Wild Western steampunk like mix. Yeah, I saw, <laughs> I saw you post on Instagram yeah. with the rodeo. I was like, what is going it's, on? Yeah. But you know, it's, it's so exciting like being presented with these briefs and having to go out of my comfort zone and yeah. source all the right sounds for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's definitely like the dream job that I always wanted was to do something like this. Yeah, of course. Um, so yeah, that's, you know, I work full time in music, which I never thought I'd say. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. Kudos to you. You went for it and you got it. And it's well you. deserved. And I'm sure <laughs> it's going to just keep... Uh, on and upwards like yeah hopefully <laughs> and like for you like for the future like do you do you want to continue like composing or creating or just both like or um both what? both I mean yeah. definitely um I always wanted to be a composer because of my dad you know yeah. and I always wanted to follow in his footsteps um one of my sisters she's a songwriter and I always liked what she did but I didn't for so long, I didn't want to kind of go in her footsteps just because I thought it was really, really tricky. Um, but now I'm kind of like, you know, doing the best of both worlds, you know, like it's, it's great that I'm in a position where I actually can compose as a full-time job. Um, but also like being able to gig outside that and, you know, create songs and perform them and, you know, being booked for like festivals and stuff like that's all stuff that I never thought would. Yeah happen you know Absolutely. all at once so and um what festivals are you playing so um I've been booked for indie uh in July so I'm very very excited yeah, about class. that um and then there's some stuff that hasn't been announced yet oh it's okay. On the way. okay well for anyone listening like I'll definitely share like whenever you can share yeah absolutely <laughs> yeah thank you <laughs> Um, so to get back to the game, like mm. what can you just describe the game to us? So the concept of it is it's a reality game, mm-hmm. you know, so it sounds exactly like, you know, Big Brother, the TV show itself. And mm-hmm. um, we're in partnership with uh, Big Brother themselves. Okay. Um, it's a global game. Okay. You know, so we have players all over the world, like because it's it's Big Brother is still huge in America. Okay. Um, in India, like all over the place. Um and then we also, we had a feature uh, called uh, the Music Discovery Program, okay. uh, which I basically took on uh, and I, I helped design it when I was uh, hired by the company, okay. where basically I find independent artists mm-hmm. who are emerging and get their song to play for a day on the radio in the Big Brother house in the game. You know, just like That's it's kind cool. of, it's a cool yeah. kind of thing yeah. like for the artists to say like, oh yeah, like I was, yeah. had it on the radio in the Big Brother game. Um, but yeah, um, what else? Yeah, it's it's the same as Big Brother. Like you, you get, uh, you know, evicted. Uh, you try not to get evicted. You spend your whole day like doing little chores around the house, um, getting involved of game or in games and like, uh yeah oh it's just it's it's 
the same. And you just make friends all over the world. Like people have like, you know, gotten married through it, you know? No way. Yeah. And like just, yeah, develop relationships and. Oh my God, I would get Scaff. so addicted to this game. It, no, it is addictive. It really is addictive. And <gasps> like you can make your, obviously you make your own character and there's some cool outfits that are always being updated on there. So. And like, can you get it on iPhone? Like, Yeah, yeah. yeah and Android. So yeah. Do you, how much is it? It's free. Oh but my you, God, you, you stop buy it like, right you know, now. coins and tokens in it kind okay, of thing. Okay, yeah. Um, though if there's like a green room that you can go into like at the start and you mm. can take an audition and I think we've had like a 100% token sponsorship rate for anyone who has auditioned. They've like gotten into like one of the houses for free. Okay. I think so. It's nice. Anyway, it's mad the way it works, but um, wow. it's a good plug for my company. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, because it sounds like, I mean, like, like kudos to you for getting that job. Like that's like, <laughs> it's pretty fucking class. I, like, I, I love it. And you know, the team I work with are, are so sound and, okay. and they're always like really encouraging me with my artist thing as well. So that's unbelievable. You know, it's class. It really does make such a big difference who you're working with. Like it's, oh it makes God. all the difference. Such <laughs> a difference, but everything in your external environment changes. Like when, you know, you're mm-hmm. working with people who respect you. Absolutely, yeah. Because like you could have a job that like you love, but like (laughs) if you're not working with good people, like forget about it. Like you're literally fucked. Like yeah, because it's a like a a tense environment to be in as well. Like you know, that's the thing. That's the thing. But it's it's also handy working remotely (laughs) for the time being (laughs) because I could just be totally introverted and like you know just manifest my own energy and, you know <laughs> that kind of thing <laughs> it's so mad because like I don't um I did work from home for a little bit and while there are like serious benefits um like I I have to be out like with people like I have to be like I, I have to have like my co-workers there all this like I have to be meeting people but then sometimes like you know like at the moment I'm in training but like like I, I walk there every day. So it's like two hours out of my day, walk there, walk back. Oh, and I do okay. love walking through town and all this. But then I'm like, I remember when I used to get up and cycle to the beach before work. Oh, <laughs> but that could happen again though. Like, yeah, you yeah, know, one, yeah. One day. <laughs> it, it, could, it could happen if I got up a wee bit earlier, but yeah, I'm just not like, that, that ain't gonna happen. You need your sleep, girl. Yeah. Like. <laughs> um, okay. One question I want to ask you, and I always ask this to uh, people I know who are in the music industry. Have you ever auditioned for any of the singing competitions? No. Actually, no. I said no, but that's a lie. Oh, come on. You're not going to lie on voice podcast, are you? <laughs> oh, God. I mean, my brother Spill. is the only person who knows this, and now everyone's going to know. But when they said that they were doing um, Ireland's Got Talent, Mm-hmm. Like this was only a few years ago. Like I'm so embarrassed. But uh, they they asked people to send in like a video audition, like okay. initially. Um, yeah. And then they'd like you know invite anyone who they thought were mm-hmm. worthy to go in. And I don't. I sang an original song with the guitar that I thought was deadly. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that was it. Probably fucking was deadly. And did they not get back to you? No. Those bastards. No. I know, I know. You should have went on and been like, <laughs> my hamster died. 
just need to come up with a sob story. That's yeah. what I should have done. Yeah, you really um, should have. Like, honestly, yeah, like, got all, like, all casted <laughs> up. Like, I was just in a car accident. No, that's terrible. But, like, literally, one of my friends auditioned for X Factor, and she she's a good singer, like, and... She said that she got to the part where it's like the final like audition to get onto the auditions. Oh, okay. Like before you go in, you meet Simon, the whole lot. Um, and she said like the make or break for whether she's going to get on or not was after the audition, they were like, I'm like, what's your story? You know, like she was like, what do you mean? And like they were kind of like prying and like she has like, you know, she was never going to get into all this like and like she does have a story like she could have very well but most people can like let, most yeah. people I know have a bit of something like everyone has a past like everyone's gone through shit um well most people have mo- like more people than not that I know have some kind of story yeah totally um but uh she could have fucking like thrown something out but like you know she was just like fuck off like seriously <laughs> So um, I guess I want to ask you loads, like just random questions about like dating and like speak a little bit about irrational icks and stuff like that. Oh my God. Okay. Do you like a bit this. of like a fire rage? Yeah, let's do it. So these are questions for both of us just because I fucking love talking about this shit as I well. I love this. Okay. <laughs> okay. Do you have any irrational icks? Eating noises. Eating noises. You would hate me. Oh no. <laughs> I I eat like a little hamster. I'm like, oh, really? yeah, like it's actually a disgrace. Like it is a disgrace. Oh, um, uh, yeah. What about you? What's... Mine is, this is so dumb, but like I hate a man in a scarf. <laughs> I can't fuck with a scarf. I'm sorry. Like I know that's so ridiculous, but like, like, and I don't, like, I literally don't care. It could be like minus 10. Like if someone's wearing a scarf, I'm like, like I don't know what oh it is God, I just can't that's with so scarf funny. that's such a weird one I know I love that um, okay um, do you have any like understandable icks like more of like a turn off you're like oh, I can't really deal with that oh oh loads but like, <laughs> like I can't think you know you go blank Um, I think when guys, when you're with a guy and they keep talking about how hot someone else is. Oh my fucking God. Yeah. That, I, that, that turns me right off. I'm just like, no. I, it's like, you know, like, like there's an influence or whatever and they're like, yeah, she's a fucking right or whatever. And you're like, yeah. all right, calm down. I get it. I, exactly. <laughs> I get it. Susan with the big tits <laughs> is a hottie. Like loud and motherfucking clear. You're like, Come on, like rail it in, like or rail that's, it in, that's rail. The thing. <laughs> rail it in. Because it's like it's, there's a difference between like you know, it's normal to be like you know mm-hmm. other people are hot, you yeah. Know? But like there's just it goes over a certain threshold, I think, where yeah. it's just like calm down. I know, yeah. It's like when they put like their whole like energy into when they're like she's alright. You're like or like, saying you, something like yeah she's sexy as fuck, and it's yeah. just like. Yeah, I know. It's just like control yourself. It's just like don't do that, Brian. Like, yeah. come on. <laughs> yeah, I don't like that either. Um, for me, it's when somebody is not street smart. Mm. Um, so I actually I was dating somebody, and I went into a gym before. I'm not going to get fully into it. Actually, no, I will say what fucking gym it was. Um, if I can remember the name. <laughs> 
Darn it. It's like this massive gym. Um, they, sorry, excuse me. They, no, not Fly Fit. Um, it was another one, which is like quite expensive. There's one in Temple Bar. They're like all over Dublin. They have like a rock climbing wall inside. Punch. Yes. Ah. Uh, punch or crunch. Crunch. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> I'm like definitely going to be like bad mouth in the wrong gym now. But um, <laughs> anyway, like I basically got like my old manager gave me a week pass and was like, here you go. Enjoy it for the week. See how you feel. And at this point, like I, I loved swimming and I didn't really have any like pastimes. I wasn't doing the podcast. Um, and you know, like I could, I could spend a bit more money on like a gym membership, you know, like I, I wouldn't have felt guilty about it. So I did want to give it a try mm. and I love swimming and like the saltwater pool. I love the idea of with the steam room and all this. I was like, that's going to add a lot of value to my life. So maybe I will do it. Arrived up, got pulled into a room. The guy came in like massive, like posh South Dublin head was like, <laughs> was literally like, um, oh, like we had like this deal on, but like uh, two people, he was like, I'm just going to check. I'm just going to check with the guys, but I'm pretty sure that they're all sold out. But I'm going to go check now. Okay, just wait here. I'll go check. Like, you might be lucky. And of course, he came back in two seconds later and was like, you're not going to believe this, but there's actually one left. If you sign up now, and I literally, it was like so much money. And I literally was like, this whole big thing went on for like an hour. I hadn't even gone into the gym yet. And um, I just wasn't fooling for it. I was like, I know that this is just a sales stunt. Like, of course I know that that is. Yeah. Um, and apparently everyone who signs up to the gym gets this mega deal. Like they, it's it's basically like a sign up fee down from like 700 to 150 or something crazy like that. Okay, yeah. So I was like, I'm not buying it. And the fact that you've kept me in the room for an hour hasn't made me want to buy it more. It just pissed me off. It was a full hour. Yeah. And eventually he was like, he had my week pass. And he was like, I'll just hold on to this. And I was like, fuck's sake. So now I have to, like, he was like, go, like, do a class and come back or whatever. I was like, so now I have to fucking go in, do this class. And then I have to go back to you to get the week membership back. And uh, basically, of course, it was such a negative experience. I didn't want to go back to him. So I just left the membership with him. And like the staff were looking at me as I was leaving. He definitely was like, oh, I nearly have her. Because they were all like looking at me. Do you know that kind of way? Yeah. I was like, fuck's sake. So I just left. I never got the week membership back off him. And it was such a shame because I really was considering it. But the experience just put me off. Yeah. So the guy I was dating, basically the same thing happened to him. Only he fell for it. So he's like telling me the story and he's like, you're not going to believe it. Had this mad deal, like one left, like I had to get it. And like for me, that was like such an immediate turn off because I was like, how did you feel for that shit? I was like, that is such a load of baloney. Like, oh, I was like, you're no. so like, I don't know. For me, like that shouldn't be like a turn off, but it just was. It's like stuff like that or, you know, like it, like. If, if I'm out for like food with somebody and like the service is terrible or the food is shocking or something like that, I want to be with someone who's like, this is not good. Like this is not, do you know the kind of way? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, or like, and like not over petty things, but I want somebody with like, I want somebody with backbone. I want somebody who's street smart. Like somebody who's assertive as well. Yeah. Like I think is important. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's like those kind of things for me, obviously without it being like overbearing, but like, 
I remember that thing just straight away and I didn't have the heart to tell him and be like, you know, that's just like a, like a complete sales stunt. I just like didn't say anything. I was like, oh yeah, like that's a mad deal. I was like, oh God, no. Like, uh, not for you. Not, not <laughs> for me, not for me. Okay, uh, what is a non-negotiable for you? Oh, that's very good. Um, There has to be good communication. Yeah, okay. Like... Yeah, like even just everything with everything. Yeah. You know, like like if. If I'm with someone and they're annoyed about something, I want them to tell me at the time and not a few months down the line. Yeah. You know, and uh, so that they build up all these things and it explodes. Yeah. You know, and and like. Yeah, exactly. Like and that's something that I always do is no matter what's going on at the time. And sometimes I could be a bit smarter with it, but like I would be the kind of person who like I do say things that bother me like straight away to people, yeah, you same. know. Um, but I think it's it's important just to, you know, get mm-hmm. that out of the way. Yeah. So Yeah, I think that would be my main non-negotiable is just if the communication's bad, then nothing else can work. Yeah. You know. I'm the exact same because um, with that other relationship that we're, um, that I was talking about earlier, that was quite toxic when things were bad, I mean, I could feel that I was building like resentment and he was kind of like, you don't have to say everything. And like, I kind of learned down the line that like, maybe I was, there were certain things that like, I really just had to build like a bridge over. I don't know, you learn so much in your early relationships. Yeah. But one thing for me was I was like, I have to be able to talk about it. Like I have to, yeah. like communication, like let's get it out in the air and then just squash it. And non-negotiable for me, somebody send you money. Yeah, yeah. Can't with that. I get that. Like, really can't. I've had that in the past, and um, it's like, yeah, no, just can't. Like. Yeah, it's <laughs> awful. Like I have, you know, in the past when I worked in makeup before, um, I had exes kind of take advantage of what I was earning at the time. <laughs> like, not that I was earning like loads and loads of money, yeah. but, you know, just like, you know, I once went out with someone who just refused to work, refused to have a job. And so oh. like, I basically spent all the money I was earning to try and keep the relationship going, you know? Oh my God. And like, yeah, that that taught me a lot. And like, you know, now, like, like I, I, I've always tried to be really fair with money, you know, in relationships yeah, and same. stuff. And like, I don't earn, you know, like a crazy amount of money, but I always try to be fair. Of course. But I think that's so important. Like, you know, I think when people are, are stingy with money and they don't like fair enough, if someone's like, I can't afford to do this, yeah. sorry, yeah. or, you know, or like, can I have a little bit of help from you? But when someone just disregards that and it's yeah. just being like a dickhead about it. Just abuse it. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's just yeah. taking advantage of someone. And how long were you together? Um, Just over a year. Okay. And like, were you living together? No, 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 no. This was years ago. Um, No, nothing like that. Like food and drinks and all it's this. Just like, yeah, I'd bring him out on dates and like try to keep things exciting and, you know, yeah, like okay. fun because he never had money to do anything. So oh I was like, God. no, let's do this and that. And it was exhausting. So, you know. And like, would you, like, what was the setup? Like, would you pay for it beforehand or like there? There. Oh my God. Okay. Um, de- I mean, depending on what we were doing, you know, but... Yeah, that was that was soul destroying that I relationship. Um, 
Yeah. I mean, we're we're friends like now. Mm-hmm. I mean, friends is probably like too far to say, but, you know, yeah. friendly terms. OK. Um, but yeah, I, you. that was just an awful yeah. experience. And is it that like, can you just kind of see past it in that you're like, OK, that's not all encompassing of his character. He's just. Yeah. Like at the time he was my best friend and I saw a lot in him, you mm-hmm. know, um, and I understood him. But I think. He didn't, he could never understand what was wrong about that situation. Of course, yeah. You know, and the way he kind of saw it was, well, it was my choice to be with him. And like, you know, like it was my choice to spend the money. But yeah, and I was just, you know in love at the time so like I just went with it oh yeah rose in glasses yeah I've been there as well um where I've definitely been taken advantage of financially and like I mean at the time you kind of you don't really see it for what it is but then when you look back on it you're like well I would never do that somebody or I would never feel comfortable doing that somebody so how could they feel comfortable doing it to me like it's exactly yeah yeah I don't know but it's just you know a lot of people just aren't on the same page as you like you Mm -hmm. know and you have to get those experiences to kind (laughs) of see you know what's wrong or right about dating certain people yeah well like they all like teach you something I guess and bring you to exactly where you need to be exactly like, we, like even looking at the pair of us we've actually had very similar experiences very similar yeah. <laughs> which is interesting so it's like it's just part of life like you know and yes. like that's why I'm kind of very like I can look at my past and be like I wouldn't change one bit of it um so when bad things do happen I'm like this is all part of the story yeah so I'm just gonna trust it <laughs> That that's a thing, and like I think, like the more you go on in life, the more you kind of realize that things are going to pan out exactly the way they're supposed to, mm-hmm. and there's nothing you can really do to change that. You just have to surrender. I that's literally how I look at life. I'm yeah. like I just kind of look at it like the story is already wrote out. Like I signed the contract, like, <laughs> and I just have to try and make the best decisions I possibly can. Try yeah. and work as hard as I possibly can, and just yeah try and be happy and just like let it take me not feel hard done by when things don't go the way I thought they were or hoped exactly yeah and like don't try too hard to you know Mm -hmm. make things work if you know you feel like it's you know not gonna happen yeah exactly it's like things will you know like when one door shuts and another will open and all this and like sometimes things just aren't black and white or like happiness might be in a different form than what you initially think it's going to be in so yeah yeah that's it it's yeah magical (laughs) (laughs) so I have um I have a few I've never done this on the podcast but it's only today when I was like writing out the questions and that I was like this is actually fun and I should do more of this kind of stuff. But I have a few scenarios and I want okay. to see oh, like, love this. what like what you would do. Okay, okay. gotcha. And, and I'll answer as well because I just love this shit. <laughs> okay, so scenario one. Okay, you're wearing a cute outfit. Okay. It's cold outside. You kind of shiver a little bit. The guy that you're on a date with, just pretend you're single. Okay, okay. <laughs> the guy that you're on a date with, like, whips off his jacket to put it around you. It's very romantic. But your outfit is too cute and it's not cold enough that you want the jacket. Are you still kind of like, oh, this is cute? Or are you internally just like, oh, for fuck's sake? 
I'd probably just outwardly be like, oh, it's grand. I don't need the jacket. I would. I just be like, no, no, there's no need. It's fine. Oh, Thank my God. you, though. <laughs> I find it so awkward when it's like already whipped off them and you're like. I do get that. But I think, that, yeah, like like, <laughs> you know, like I was saying about the communication thing, I always say things at the time. So I would just be like, no, no. Just be like no straight need. out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the jacket one I find is a hard one because. It's such a nice gesture and it's, it, there is something that's like, oh, like I'm always split in two because I'm like my outfit though, but I'm also <laughs> kind of like, that's kind of sweet. Like I can remember actually um, going back a couple of years ago, um, I had uh, a guy I was on a date with, he like whipped off his jacket and I really didn't want to wear it, but like it was off him and it was on me before I could say fucking jack shit. So I was like, oh, for God's sake. But like, he was like way taller than me and like I literally look like Mr. Penguin from Batman <laughs> going around in this big massive jacket that like swallowed me up like oh. I look so dumb <laughs> and I was like oh like I know that he knows what I look like and all this but I was like oh. he probably thought you looked really cute though he was really like like a little pudding <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> so it's kind of a win-win <laughs> that's true yeah I remember um it was during lockdown and um I we went to use like the bathrooms that um that were kind of at the top of Grafton Street. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, I was so embarrassed like coming out of the bathroom, like the big massive coat. <laughs> I was like, oh, fuck's sake. <laughs> but it's kind of, it's like, I think it's good for them to see different sides of you. To yeah. Be like, you know. I think so. You know, yeah. It's, it's cool. Um. Okay. Right. You're on a date with a guy. You, but it's very clear that like you don't like each other. The vibe is all off and there's going to be no second date. Okay. Okay. So on your way back from the toilet, you see him slip his card out of his wallet and hide it in his sock. When you sit down, he <laughs> proceeds to tell you that he left his card at home when he has, you have to pay for the dinner. <laughs> Do you pay uh, for the meal or do you call his ass out? Oh my God. I would, I would probably call his ass out. I, I don't see how I could justify, you know, calling myself like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh Look my God. Look at yourself dirty like that. Please. Yeah. Jesus. What a little dickhead. I know, yeah. <laughs> What would you do? I'd call his motherfucking ass yeah. out. Yeah. As soon as I'd see the sock, I'd be like, hey, like, don't pull that don't shit with me. That. Yeah, exactly. Oh, <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I like to remember what I wrote. Okay. If you're on a date with someone who was openly, like, belching and like farting in front of you which is on a first date on a first date okay okay <laughs> would you see you later or see the date out um, <laughs> I can't believe I actually thought about that for a minute um I think it was if it was a first date I would be a little bit appalled <laughs> yeah um but down the line I you know yeah <laughs> I could be so <laughs> Oh, down the line, I wouldn't give a shit. Unless yeah. it was like ridiculous. I'd be like, oh, come on. Like, yeah. um, date numero one, I'd be like, see you later. I don't think, I'm very much like, people think I'm ballsy because I have like a podcast and all this. But when I'm like, 
you know, when it comes down to it, like when I'm in the thick of it um, and I'm on the date, like I find it very hard to be like, you know, like leave early and like all this. Like I know friends who would like just be like, look, I'm not feeling it and like leave and like all this. I can't do that. But I can lie very well. I've lied to get myself (laughs) out of dates. So like in that kind of situation, I'd probably be like, oh, there's some kind of emergency. I have to go. Like something so dumb. But um, but yeah, irregardless, I'd be out of there. Yeah. 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 I I think it would just be weird. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's everything that I wanted to talk to you about. Is there anything that we didn't touch upon that you wanted to talk about? I think, you know, we we covered a a lot there. Yeah, we did. We really did. We did. We did. (laughs) Elsha, thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. And I'm so buzzed for your new music as well. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me as well. Like, this has been so much fun. (laughs) Like, honestly, like, I can't believe, like, I literally went to message you like a year ago and then I didn't. And I like, but I know I'm so glad that I didn't and that you're coming on now when I have more listeners and yeah you know totally now is now is the right time for sure yeah congrats to you you on your listeners and yeah no congrats to you on your music and like with big brother the game like when um (laughs) when can we expect to hear new music very 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 soon very 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 within the next like few months kind of thing unreal Um, okay perfect that's all we need to hear (laughs) yeah that's it I do have actually I have a, a gig in I'm headlining um in the Workman Cellar on the 18th of May. So okay, that's a little plug there. Wow. <laughs> <for myself>. Can <laughs> people get tickets now? Um, by the time this uh, podcast comes out, yeah, I think so. Okay, uh, but fab. it'll all be on my Instagram. Okay, fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> and if they are live by that point, I will put them in the description of the podcast as well. Amazing. Um, and I'll also put links to your music and everything in the description of this podcast. So if you're listening, you can find all in the description. Ooh. And Ailsha, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having me. And sure, maybe we'll have you on again in the future. I'd love that. <laughs> With updated. With updated <laughs> news <yeah>. and experiences. <laughs> Absolutely. Brilliant, guys. Uh, if you've enjoyed the podcast um pop it on your story tell a friend about it um and i will speak to you all next week thank you so much again thank you